This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. Today, there's a war of words between APAS and the provincial government. APAS is worried farmers are being blamed for the deficit, and the SAS party government responds. We have comments from Finance Minister Donna Harpower, and Real Agriculture talks with Premier Scott Moe about drought aid and the issue too. We have the fall weather stats and an outlook for the winter. And Farm Credit Canada promotes its record keeping. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. APAS is concerned about farmers taking the blame for the provincial deficit. The province says the deficit of $2.7 billion was largely due to drought payments of $1.8 billion in crop insurance and $300 million in livestock support. APAS Vice President Ian Boxall says crop insurance had a surplus of $2.4 billion in 2020 and farmers should not be blamed for the deficit. I guess our concern is, and this is an education piece for people, Jim, is that you know, the program, crop insurance has shown a surplus that has gone into general revenue for the government. The program is actuarially sound. The money is there. Federal, provincial, and producers pay into this program. The money is there. And, you know, and I just want to, we just want to ensure that the public understands that this money is not coming out of their pockets, that blaming producers for the deficit when there has been surpluses of crop insurance in good years that the money is there within the crop insurance. This is an accounting practice that the government does and and we just want to ensure that people understand that this is not producers, that this money is not coming out of their pockets. I'm not sure exactly how many years it is, but there's some kind of formula where over like 20 years where it breaks even, uh, but I'm not sure of the precise number. And I don't know the precise number either, Jim, but we do know that the program with the, you know, it's funded by the federal government, the provincial government and producer premiums that the program is actuarially sound. So the surplus has been there in years past and the government paid the money out to the producers this year. And it's accounting practices on the government's part that on, on how they deal with it, right? So it, the surplus goes into general revenue and, and the and when there's a payout, it has to come out. But in the same token, that money has been there. The message here, you don't want farmers blamed for the deficit. What should happen to the crop insurance sur- surplus? Should it be inve- reinvested or something? I, you know, it does. It's accounting practices. I think on years where there's where where there's a surplus, I don't think producers would ever have an issue that it goes to other services that the government needs to pay for that all about all of the people of Saskatchewan, you know, use. I don't think we have an issue with that. But I also think that the message needs to be said that this money is not out of public out of the public's pocket and that 
this is funded and the money was there and this is just an accounting practice. So it's an education piece that we're trying to ensure that people understand that we are not the reason for the deficit. This is an accounting practice that the government does and that the money was there within crop insurance and how they've structured that in their books, that's up to the government to explain. Also, to cover their losses, don't the federal and provincial governments have kind, some kind of reinvestment insurance protection policy? You betcha. I think there's some reinsurance done, that there's some money in that fund as well that makes this whole program actuarially sound, that the, the money is there. So, you know, I, I get that there is huge crop insurance payouts this year because of the widespread drought, but it, it is this is not crop insurance payments are not coming out of the public's pocket. The crop insurance program is financially secure within it on how it's structured. On another topic, Ian, the railroads uh, rebuilt the line uh, that was knocked out, washed out two weeks ago. Only this week, because of heavy rain, they've decided to halt grain exports, uh, rail traffic uh, to the lower mainland this week just because of precautions, worries about mudslides. What's your thoughts on this whole shutdown of grain exports? I think we're probably fortunate that maybe we had a smaller crop in Western Canada this year, so we won't see huge backlogs because there just is as much crop to ship. My fear, Jim, is that countries are good, that buy, buy our products are going to look to us that we have some huge logistic issues within our transportation system, and maybe our transportation system is not reliable. I think these are issues that we need to have, you know, big discussions about and ensure that our product gets to port and gets to these people that buy it so that their faith in our system lets them continue to buy from us. It's pretty tragic what's happened with the farming down in the lower mainland. Uh, you're hoping the rail line is uh, reopened quickly? You betcha. I think we all hope that it reopens quickly when when a majority of our crop ships through one port and you see that that access to that port is down, it's, it should be a concern for all. Ian Boxall is a vice president of APAS. Coming up, the ministers of Agriculture and Finance respond with a strongly worded letter urging a retraction and saying APAS is reacting with callous disregard. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca The province's ministers of agriculture and finance have written a letter to APAS saying the accusation of blaming farmers for the deficit is wrong and offensive. Finance Minister Donna Harpower explains her concerns. Well, twofold. Uh, I'm very disappointed that APAS put out a public statement uh, insinuating that somehow the crop insurance fund has been mismanaged, which it couldn't be farther from the truth. It is very well managed. And the second is that somehow that our, we're putting producers under the bus simply in the way that we portray the budget. And quite frankly, we're bound by public sector accounting rules. And the crop insurance payout is uh, a cost. It, is, it has to be considered in our, in our budget portrayal. So that was disappointing. It was disappointing that they wouldn't reach out by phone either to myself or the agriculture minister to get clarification before they put out a public statement that, quite frankly, would concern producers if they think that the crop insurance program is being mismanaged. APAS has said that they really are trying to get a message out that farmers aren't to blame for the deficit. And you're saying it's really a budgetary thing? It's the way the budget is set up? 
You bet. And I don't think anyone in the province is unaware of the fact that we, the agriculture producers this year, faced a very serious deep drought. I don't think that's a secret. I don't think that anybody is blaming the farmer for that. It's a drought. And it's quite frankly something that I have spoken to in a number of budgets that I've delivered now saying, you know, my biggest fear is we're going to have another drought year. And here we are. And the reason why is because it does affect the budget in that we have to portray the crop insurance payout as as an expense. But the crop insurance program is actuarially sound? Very much so. We didn't have to borrow for the crop insurance payout. And in fact, we still have $1.3 billion in the fund. So the crop insurance is still doing well. I guess this, where, where does this, what's the next stage? Where does this war of words, as I would call it, go? Well, I just want to assure the producers of the province that the crop insurance fund is sound. It is well managed. We will be there for producers. We have shown that time and time again in going to the federal government and successfully being able to enhance that program. So it is definitely a better uh, risk management tool than it has been in the past. We have kept it fully funded and we have also, you know, we had an agriculture producer that went to the wall immediately for the producers when, for the livestock producers, and we had the additional $292.5 million available to them because of the drought, which did come out of the General Revenue Fund. So time and time again, this government has displayed their support for the agriculture industry and championed the agriculture industry. I guess the other part of your message, Donna, is there's no blame attached to farmers for the deficit. Absolutely not. You know, the farmers, and I've said it in past budgets, the farmers have carried carried the weight uh, of our economy uh, year over year, and they had an unfortunate year. We were there for them. I have to account for that, but I don't blame them for it. It's a drought. It's like me saying that the additional almost $100 million cost of the forest fires is because of the trees. I mean, it's just... It's ridiculous. Donna Harpower is the Minister of Finance for the province of Saskatchewan. Late this morning, APAS President Todd Lewis released the following letter to the Minister of Finance. There is a lack of understanding around the accounting principles used for crop insurance, which is the issue at hand. APAS is not taking the position that the government does not support agriculture any more than the government is saying that farmers are the cause of the deficit. These are important discussions that need to occur so there's no public misconceptions. Lewis's quote, I stand to be corrected on the operational side of the finance ministry and the use of summary financial statements. However, having these discussions without being accused of being deceitful, ignorant or misinformed would be appreciated. He says the APAS news release was intended to point out farmers' position when it comes to one of the most important partnerships they have, which is crop insurance. APAS values its relationship with the government and the agriculture and finance ministries. Lewis goes on to say, we all have the best interests of agriculture in common. That was the intent of the news release and comments around it. There was no intention to offend anybody. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. 
Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Been able to take in the Grow Canada conference this week in Calgary, Alberta, put on by Crop Life Canada. A lot of great keynote speakers. One of those speakers was Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe. He talked a lot about sustainability, how Saskatchewan has a story to tell the world, not just Canada. I did get a chance to spend some time with Premier Mo right after his speech, and I had to ask him about this story around whether or not crop insurance payouts created the deficit in Saskatchewan this year, and what about the harsh letter written by Saskatchewan Ag Minister David Merritt to APAS? This year in Saskatchewan, drought conditions really impacting livestock producers, grain farmers. What do you do as a province to try to assist producers? Yeah, well, I think producers actually, we work hard with it with alongside our federal government, yes, with the business risk programs that we have. There's private options out there as well. But really, you know, our, our farms, I'll speak to Saskatchewan farmers, but I think it's true across, uh, across Western Canada, across the nation. They're the most resilient, uh, yet again, uh, the most resilient uh, producers in the world. They're the most resilient business people in the world as well. When you look at, uh, you know, the droughts, previous droughts that we had had, one in the early 2000s, one uh, I think back to 1988, and you look at how agriculture, in particular crop agriculture, has changed over the last 30 years, uh, it's amazing we had any crop at all this year. You know, zero-till technology, the the plant genetics that we are utilizing, the crop production uh, products, the crop production, the fertility, uh, the attention to fertility that our, our egg producers are are paying to to not each and every quarter but each and every acre uh, is is just absolutely incredible and 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 so we have uh, you, you know the the resilience that the agriculture industry uh, is is yes in in part due to business risk managements that the governments have a hand in playing and we just had a significant uh, payout of our crop insurance program in Shelburne uh, but more so is um, right on the backs of of the primary producers that are you know determining their own destiny and in, in the improvement of of farm practices uh, crop production practices that they're employing uh, each and every day can you clarify what's happened here over the course of the last two days in regards to that crop insurance payout? Read the read the letter from Minister Merritt to Todd Lewis from APAS. Pretty stiff, sharp tongue letter. Don't typically see that. Um, did did crop insurance payouts? cause the deficit. Uh, please clarify what's going on here. So, so when we moved, this is actually a technical accounting term and I, I won't pretend to be an accountant, but uh, when we moved to summary financials uh, in, in Saskatchewan a few years ago at the request of our, of our provincial auditor, um, it includes every every payout that the that the government of Saskatchewan does, whether it be through a crown utility, whether it be uh, through a, a crop insurance payout. And so in our summary financials, uh, when we and we just had a deficit of a little over $2 billion, included in that is the payout for uh, you know, to our ag producers uh, for crop insurance, as well as some of the uh, the farm and ranch uh, support that we had we had provided. Um, that money was already there, as it is a self-funded program. It isn't borrowed money. It it's already there, and and much of it, if not all of it, is actually provided by the producer premiums uh, that are um, that are paid each and every year. And so the the money is there. It's producer provided, but it is on the government books when it flows out. So both are actually true. Um, the 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 it is it is a funded program and but it also is recorded as an expense when it comes to what the provincial deficit is okay so an expense in this year last year say there's a surplus does that go into as government income or not, yeah, that would then be recorded as revenue year over year over year and this is uh, you know as we move away from uh, and have moved away in in, in Saskatchewan from just reporting uh, essentially the financials the mainline ministries to everything all of the uh, the the efforts of government uh, this it changes how the reporting happens and it, it's a very complex uh, 
really an, an accounting uh, term, um, but the, the program is self-funded, uh, self-funded by farmers. Uh, government also has a role to play in, in the business risk, risk management, but when it's reported out uh, uh, financially, uh, it is an expense on, on the books. So part of our $2.7 billion, I believe about 2.4 of it, is actually paid out in farm support. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you were to remove that, hypothetically, we're looking at about a three $400 million deficit in the province. You're going to encourage Minister Merritt and Todd Lewis may pass, maybe sit down and hash yeah. this out a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, have, honestly, full disclosure, <laughs> I haven't read any of the letters yet, and so I'll be looking to get, maybe I'll read them on the plane back tonight, and, and we'll... Uh, <laughs> And, and then we'll uh, see that. And you know what? I, I know Todd well. He's likely here. I didn't see him. I, and uh, he does a wonderful job uh, at the agric agricultural producers of Saskatchewan. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Cloudy today, 60% chance of rain showers or flurries, the high plus 2. Clearing overnight, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50 tonight, the low minus 7. Tomorrow mainly sunny, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, becoming light in the afternoon. The high tomorrow minus 1, wind chill minus 16 in the morning, minus 6 in the afternoon. The low minus 11. Saturday snow, the high minus 6, the low minus 12. Sunday partly cloudy with a high minus 11, the low minus 22. Monday sunny, the high minus 17, the low minus 19. Tuesday sunny, the high minus 15, the low minus 18. Wednesday, sunny sky, the high minus 7. Normal high for this date is minus 6. The normal low is minus 17. The sun rose at 8.39 this morning. It sets at 4.57 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek at 8.5 degrees. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids at minus 24. Estevan is plus 2. Saskatoon minus 1. Swift Current plus 1. Weyburn plus 1. Yorkton minus 4. Light snow in Regina, it's 0. That's... 32 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 13. Humidity is 87%. The barometer falling 101.4. Light snow in Moose Jaw. It's plus one. Winds are from the east-southeast at eight. Once again, Regina, snow and zero. That's 32 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Environment Canada says the last three months saw warmer and drier than normal weather in southern Saskatchewan. Terry Lang at the weather office says Regina's three-month mean temperature of 6 degrees was 2.4 degrees warmer than normal, making it the eighth warmest on record. When we look at the fall stats, when we go September, October, November, uh, then we really see that the trend was really still continuing warm and dry, which has kind of been the story for the past year or so. How much warmer was it? 
Well, with respect to uh, the fall, uh, it was in the top 10 uh, warmest falls for most stations, except through sort of that central part of the province, uh, Meadow Lake, North Battleford, Prince Albert, not as warm, uh, but top 10 for warmest falls uh, for most other stations in Saskatchewan. Uh, and it seemed the farther you got towards the Arctic, uh, the more uh, more warm it was, actually. Uh, and the dryness continued. Um, there were a number of stations uh, that were in the top 20 for dryness uh, over the fall period. The exceptions were Moose Jaw, uh, and Regina, where they actually somehow had picked up some extra precipitation from a couple of different systems. What was it? How much? What were the numbers? With respect to the fall for uh, temperature, um, the average uh, temperature for the fall for Regina was uh, 6 degrees compared to the average of uh, 3.6. So uh, that came in, in as the eighth warmest in 128 years. For Saskatoon, 5.2 was the average for the fall compared to a normal or 30-year average of 3.1. So that came in as the 14th warmest in 122 years of record. Uh, With respect to precipitation, Regina came in with about 55.3 millimeters of precipitation uh, compared to 71.5. They fared better than a lot of stations. So 57th driest out of 134 years. And for Saskatoon, uh, they only squeezed out about 22.5 millimeters over three months, uh, which is very low compared to the average of 67.2. So fourth driest fall on record for a poor old Saskatoon there. Tell me a little bit about the outlook now, Terry. What's the rest of December going to look like? Well, December is uh, indicating that the northern half of the province will likely be on the colder side, whereas the south looks like it'll probably be uh, near average temperature-wise. But it is indicating above average precipitation, uh, which is probably a good thing because we've been so dry for so long. And when we look ahead to the winter, which is December, January, February, uh, it's indicating that temperatures will be below average for the entire province, but that precipitation will be above average. And that's based on the La Nina forecast, which often uh, kicks in a little bit later in the winter. So we'll see what December brings us. We uh, certainly kicked it off with some record warm temperatures. Lang says Maple Creek reached a record 16.6 degrees yesterday, breaking the old record of 16 for December 1st. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Farm Credit Canada is promoting its computer bookkeeping program for farmers. The director of FCC Ag Expert, Darcy Haroff, says the program helps farmers improve record keeping. Well, it helps in a very solid and simple way. It helps farmers digitize their records. So farmers have been historically great record keepers, but a lot of times they're using pen and paper or older um, older modes. And what we're doing is we're trying to get them to use more modern management uh, techniques and more modern management software as a way to capture that data and be able to use it and reuse it multiple times. And you feel, is it, is it expensive? I guess the next question. Yeah, I don't feel it's expensive. Um, we charge for our cloud software, it's $3.99 per year on a subscription basis. And that's for either accounting or field. So we have two software packages. Or for an extra $100 for $4.99, you can use both. And that comes with full support. Um, 
Yeah, and, and cloud anywhere, anytime, any device access. How many farmers have got involved in it? So we have, we've just passed over 15,000 users that have signed up uh, on our basic, that includes basic and premium. On premium, we are just over 8,300 people that pay to use uh, on a yearly basis our software. Now, this was a drought year. Uh, what impact there? Um, I think the longer fall actually had more of an impact as far as farmers maybe not paying as much attention to their record keeping or, or looking for software because they were busy in the field a lot later this year than uh, they have been in, in other years. Um, but I think, for, you know, when times are a little bit tougher, that's maybe when the pencil needs to sharpen up a little bit. And using a digital tool like our accounting tool or our field platform really helps farmers zero in on their cost of production, their expenses. Um, and, you know, in trying to figure out and plan for the next year, it's a lot easier when you use digital software. In what way? Well, you can just see your farm from a different um, a different perspective. When you use pen and paper, it's fine. Or if you're not really, you know, zeroing in on your numbers, you kind of have a gut feel. But what our software allows farmers to do is really zero in, especially on your cost production for grain farmers or grain and oil seeds farmers, and be able to marry agronomy decisions with financial decisions and really look at your farm from a 360 degree view. It's a way to sharpen the pencil as the phrase is. Yeah, I think, I think that's the best way. You can just really zero in on, on what you need to do to remain profitable in a hard business. Darcy Haroff is the director of FCC Ag Expert. He made his comments last week in an interview at Agribition. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose 850 at 964.22. One red spring wheat gained 982 at 468.21. The rest unchanged. Durham 716.91. Feed barley 383.64. Flax 1470.59. Lentils 986.50. Oats 566.63. Yellow peas 623.24. Feed wheat 261.65. At Minneapolis, December spring wheat gained 18 cents at 10.55 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Hello, cattlemen. Junior for Heartland Livestock Yorkton with your market report for the week of December 1st. Well, folks, when we thought we'd be slowing down, the floodgates opened. We had 24.75 in the pre-sort, 400 head in the regular sale, for a total of 28.75 this week. The crazy part of this is we've been having pre-sorts since the third week of July. Well, this week the market was trending steady to last week with a few classes being higher. Here are a few highlights: 500-pound buckskin steers, 237.50; 700-pound buckskin steers at a buck ninety; 500-pound block steers, 233 and a quarter. We had 120 block steers at 635, bring two bucks. 139 block steers at 565, brought 216. 850 pound block steers at a buck 80. On red X steers, 500 pounds at two and a quarter. 570 weight red X steers, 212, and their big brothers at 775 pounds at a dollar 82. On the heifer trade this week, we saw them climb three to five cents in all classes. Here are a few highlights: 570 weight buckskin heifers, a buck 90. 780 weight buckskin heifers at a buck 69. Your 560 weight block heifers at 
You 700 pound black heifers at a buck 70. 500 pound red X heifers at a dollar 88. And your 700 pound red X heifers at a buck 74. On the cow and bull trade this week, we saw our cows up a couple cents. With 310 cows averaging 66 cents. D1, D2 cows, 63 to 69, with sales up 80 on some good hard-fed cows. D3 cows, 56 to 60, with sales to 62. Light shelly cows, 43 to 50. Our heifer rats average $1.10, with sales to $1.20. The bulls average 93, with sales to $1.07. Last week's bread cow sale, we averaged 11.35 on 300 bread cows. The cows with some years left in them brought 15 to 1,800. The middle of the road cows were 12 to 14, and your bottom end cows are just above slaughter price. Our next bread cow sale is December 10th at 11 a.m., with a few dispersals expected. Producers, we're only having two free sorts left, December 8th and 15th, so get your cattle booked in. Once again, this has been Junior for Heartland Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 166.68 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Workers at a Cargill meatpacking plant in High River, Alberta, are scheduled to vote on a tentative deal only days away from a strike or lockout. The union says the deal offers the best food processing contract in Canada. Nearly 2,000 workers represented by the United Food and Commercial Workers Union vote on the tentative agreement from today through Saturday. The strike lockout deadline was set for Monday. Producers were watching the dispute closely because the plant handles about 36% of Canada's beef or 4,500 cattle per day. Last year, a temporary shutdown from COVID-19 caused a market backlog for months. The union said the tentative deal includes the following provisions, up to $4,200 in retroactive pay for many Cargill Union members, a $1,000 signing bonus, a $1,000 COVID-19 bonus, more than $6,000 total bonus for many members three weeks before Christmas. There's also a $5 wage increase, 21% over the contract for many employees. On the markets, the TSX is up 334 points at 20,799. The Dow has risen 665 points to 34,687. Oil has risen a dollar 24 to 66.81 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 10 one hundredths of a cent at 78.08 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.